The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome back to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everyone, I'm your host Mark and joining me today we got Gerald. How's it going? Hello, hello. Long time no see. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Um, we got a story that you wrote up today, so it should be pretty fun to share with like the actual author and stuff. I'm, I'm excited to do that. Oh, I am very excited for this one. Uh, what's like your one sentence teaser here before we get into it? Uh, this is the setup for the uh space uh space marine chapter based off of lorehammer oh god oh, okay <laughs> when i was scrolling through i seen a couple names i seen marconius and i seen uh delonius Del- delanius or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah perfect so this is the long awaited uh setup for all of that that i probably talked endlessly about in the discord so <laughs> i love it all right, well, let's get now into the pressure. This goes. Now the pressure's on to actually get get this written and done. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Um, I will invoke the right as patron Patreon member. I invoke the right of guest takeover for this one. <laughs> if you're yeah. Fine with that. yeah, a bunch of guys break into my room and drag me off into the ocean as you take over Lorehammer. <laughs> All according to plan. (laughs) All right, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, here we go. The Void Wraith Saga, Prologue, Ascension. 1-832-012-M42. Unknown location. System alert. Breach detected in stasis chamber. Redacted. Scanning. All specs report. Two lifeforms detected. Bioscan initiating. Identification. 1. Female. Ceres. Designation. Inquisitor. Orga Ordo Astartes. 
One mail. Redacted. Retrieving vid log. The doorway hissed open, and Saris emerged to inspect the stasis chamber and its grandeur. Thousands of pods lined every catwalk and platform, humming idly, and glowing with a soft white backlight. She nodded and turned to the doorway, saying, I appreciate your convincing the Mechanicus to allow me here, Lord. An Astartes clad in power armor entered the chamber. The weight of his steps thundered through the catwalk. He replied, I am known to have a way with words. Saris huffed. Enough for you to turn down an invitation to join us. Few, if any, could claim they denied becoming an Inquisitor. The galaxy was a different place when I was given the offer, answered the Astartes. I was tempted, but I knew the Emperor needed me for another purpose. The Inquisitor chuckled before resuming her stride through the chamber. She brushed her fingers along several glowing pods, eyeing the runic markings and stats of each occupant as a display screen appeared over the glass. The Astartes trailed behind her, keeping his steady pace. His eye lenses shimmered like the overhead lumens, studying Saris as she pursued the glowing data slates of each pod. With each inspection, Saris nodded with an approving hmm before moving to the next. She felt the stare of the Astartes bearing down on her during her inspections, but she maintained her confident stature, refusing to show intimidation. The Astartes broke the silence. I trust you will find my men are of adequate stock, especially given their performance during the Regent's Crusade. More than adequate, it seems, Saris replied, viewing a detailed battle report. It's no wonder our superiors signed your chapter into existence. The group has a remarkable success rate this side of the rift. She turned to the Astartes as the overhead lumens showed his figure in its entirety. His indomitous patterned armor shined in a gunmetal gray, tarnished by a haze of transparent white splotches. With a cape, knee guards, pauldrons, and an eyepiece bright, a bright white, the marine appeared as a ghost, if not for the gold plume and accents marking his high status. You flatter me, Inquisitor, he nodded in respect. The Inquisitor shot a glance and smirked. A compliment from one of his angels. That's no trivial matter. I find it important we remember where we came from, the Astartes remarked. It's hard to protect something when you're too distant from it. Saris narrowed her gaze at the expressionless helmet determining whether it was a playful jest or a vicious insult. She could not tell. She shrugged and turned away from the Astartes, continuing her inspection. Nearing the center of the chamber, the Inquisitor spied ten pods lined in a row, trimmed in silver markings unlike the plainer ones strewn about the rest of the chamber. Each one had a special cogitator attached for observation and monitoring with lines of data. Saris took interest. What are these? My champions from our engagement on the forge world of Phrygia. At the end of the crusade, we were about the size of a single company. While en route to Terra to bolster our numbers, we passed by this frozen system beset by a massive Necron force. Because of these men, our chapter now has a permanent ally in Phrygia, along with what you would call a free blade. The Inquisitor widened her good eye while her automatic, augmented one flashed red. I must say, Lord, she remarked with genuine interest, you truly do have a way with words. You're too kind, Inquisitor. Saris turned to one of the ornate pods labeled One, and powered a display screen. Information scrolled through the screen at the speed of light, but her augmentic eye caught every strand of code before it disappeared. She felt the heavy steps of the Astartes get closer. Pausing the screen, 
she pivoted to see his massive frame mere feet from her. Sarah stifled a silent gulp as the Asartes raised his hand, only for it to glide over the bioscanner, unlocking the redacted information. Thank you, Lord. Now please, you're in my way. The Astartes stepped back. As you wish. The Inquisitor huffed in quiet triumph. Thank you. Now, one last inspection, and your chapter will be free to operate as the High Lord see fit. Will these men become your captains? The Astartes nodded in affirmation. Naturally, everything will be organized per the Regent's Codex. Excellent. I look forward to seeing the ceremony for their ascension. Now let's see to... Wait a minute. This psychological profile, it doesn't line up with Astartes from other chapters. Sarah jumped to the next part over and peered into its cogitator. Again and again, she read the profiles of each aspiring captain with increasing concern. None of these match. By my order's metrics, these candidates have failed. She paused as a line of text flashed in all capitals. Wait, what is this? Implantation Code, Imperial Order 616? Inquisitor, the studies asked with no discernible change in tone or pitch. Sarah scanned through every cogitator and peered through the glass to the slumbering candidates beneath. Her stride quickened and, her, and the panic in her wizened face overtook her normal calm and arrogant demeanor. Every screen displayed the same information. Pre-implantation pre memories intact. Select selective psychoconditioning overridden. Imperial Order 616 successfully concoded to Gene Seed. The Inquisitor flew to the tenth pod and prayed a silent prayer to the God Emperor before booting the cogitator screen. Alas, her prayers were unanswered. Imperial Order 616. Demanding answers, she initiated a direct scan of the candidate's gene seed for purity and deviations, then waited. Seconds felt like hours, but the results appeared. Her augmentic eye flashed a blood red and her face strained of color. Lord, she stammered, this is all wrong. The implantation process, these overridden codes, the gene seed, it's all been tampered with. We must report. Sarah whipped, with her head to the, whipped her head to the side toward the silent Astartes, only to find herself staring at the muzzle of a bolter. In her frantic screaming, scanning the cogitators, she never noticed how quickly and quietly he closed the gap. Keeping his nonchalant tone, the Astartes answered the Quisitor's concerns with two simple words. I know. System alert. Weapons discharge detected. Warning. Bid log file corrupted. Auto deletion imminent. Starting countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Quick water break. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here for a second. Dude, your reading voice is awesome. Uh, thank you. Like when we picked up the phone, you were like a hick redneck, and then you changed into a British dude all of a sudden. <laughs> it was nice. I'll take, that. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Yeah. No, this is beautifully written so far, and I'm very intrigued with like the pods, of course. Uh, there's a couple other small things we jump into at the end, like the Regents Codex and stuff. Very cool. Awesome, awesome. All right. Next scene. 4834-012-M42, Aquila's Chateau. Amid the inky blackness of the void, a small fleet of numerous escort frigates... Ten battle barges and one Gloriana class battleship 
assembled near the frozen forge world of Phrygia. The remnants of a fierce battle against the undying Necrons littered the upper reaches of the planet's atmosphere. What once hosted the noise of screams, roars, and weapons fire mere months ago fell silent like a sleeping tomb world. The manufactorums and refineries on the surface soon resumed their belching of smog and fire to produce armaments and technologies for the assembled fleet. The, worried fear, the worries and fears of damages and repairs did not halt the progress and production required to arm this newly inducted chapter of Adeptus Astartes. The Gloriana-class battleship, named Aquila's Shadow, and flagship of the fleet, drifted in the center of the formation. From a stained glass window along the bridge's antechamber, Marconius watched the forge world below. A slap on the back broke his concentration. Admiring our handiwork before our promotion? asked Erikan. Marconius huffed. Maybe, or maybe it's a nice place to get peace and quiet before seeing Cristobobo. Cristobo. For the, for the last time, of course, Erikan sighed, eliciting a chuckle from Marconius. It the did. peace Marconius wished for faded away as Cristovo and the remaining candidates marched into the hallway. Once the group of candidates gathered, Marconius sighed in resignation before joining the conversation. Dressed in but their black carapaces, per the order of chapter command, the group speculated about the odd nature of the order. Delano's blurted, and I apologize to the Australians in the Discord, <laughs> well, I'm not sure what kind of promotion we're getting, but if Command wants my second skin, they can meet my hammer. Jordana <laughs> scoffed. I still can't believe you stole it from those space wolves during the Regis. Borrowed, borrowed, Delanos corrected. They weren't using it. Do you ever shut up, Delanos? groaned Mathis, pinching his brow in frustration. Delanos cut his eyes to his fellow candidate. And what's it to you? Enough! Marconius bellowed silencing the bickering group. The hallway fell silent. Before another candidate could speak, the great doors to the bridge creaked open. Out marched a black robe Astartes, covered in numerous purity seals, gold trimmings, and a golden crozius arcanum. The candidates turned to face their armored greeter, who stared at them through a glowing mask of gold. The Astartes lifted his crozius to the group. Are you ready? he asked. The candidates bowed their head in silent respect, and the black robe Astartes beckoned them. Then on my authority as this chapter's recusiarch, follow me. The doors to the bridge widened to a grand chamber, with multiple tiers converging to a stained mosaic of the god-emperor on his golden throne. Below the stained window rested a large dais, where the members of the chapter command stood in formation, flanked by their honor guard. In the center of the formation towered an indomitus clad Astartes with a white cape, gold trimmings, and glowing white eyes. The golden plume atop his helmet sparkled amid the light emanating from the stained window, along with the faint white splotches tarnishing his gunmetal armor. He eyed the candidates as they lined up in two rows of five behind the reclusiarch. As the candidates entered the chamber, the tiered catwalks filled with robed spectators, the chapter serfs. All fell to an uncomfortable silence. The white cape Astartes began. Marconius Sycorax, Erican Sothus, Christovo Tybalt, Jordanus Cota, Nathaniel Rowan, Jameson Greylord, Mathus Coran, Corinth the God, Delanos Valorum, and Petrus Fortier. I am Eternus, your chapter master. You stand before not just me, but the whole of our chapter's leadership, 
and the valiant serfs who aid us. You stand here as our invitation to accept the role of company captain. Your prowess, strategies, and abilities have earned you the opportunity to ascend to this noble position. Once you make this decision, there is no going back. Do you accept? The gathered serfs initiated a low hum of hymnals, steadily grown in volume. The candidates each marched to a circular tile in the center of the chamber, marked with a numeral for their chosen company. The candidates knelt in on their respective tiles and answered with a solemn yes. The chanting of the serfs grew louder, and Eternus continued. Do you accept the responsibilities of your station as decreed by your chapter's leadership and seek to fulfill your duty in all things? Yes. Do you accept the burden of guiding your companies and fellow battle brothers in safeguarding the Imperium and defeating its enemies? Yes. Then recite our chapter's creed. I take this vow to serve as battle brother for his angels. I will work in the shadows to serve his light. I will be among his finest warriors. In ghostly armor I shall be clad, and with his greatest weapons I shall be armed. Though my strategies and prowess, or through my strategies and prowess, no foe shall best us in battle. I will serve as the bulwark against terror. I will safeguard humanity as a ghost in the void until chapter master releases me or the emperor's mercy takes me. I will serve as an Astartes for the void race chapter, and I shall know no fear. As the intensity of the chanting surf grew at the creed's conclusion, Eternus drew his power sword and set it alight with an intense blue flame. Raising it towards the heavens, he proclaimed, Then stand on your feet as you descend into the fog of war. But when you leave it, you will ascend as captains of the Void Wraiths. One by one, the numbered tiles creaked and hissed as they descended into an acrid smoke. Pistons and server arms buzzed and whirred about, carrying pieces of ceramite and locking them into place along the black carapace of each captain. Amid the acrid smoke, a white mist circled around the captains, spraying a faint haze of white over the gunmetal armor. Then came the shoulder guards, trimmed in the most lustrous silver befitting the captain's rank. A spindly point plasma cutter emerged from the smoke to etch the chapter symbol on the white backdrop of the left pauldron, a swirling black vortex, not unlike the old Terran depictions of black holes. Last were the helmets, descending from an alcove to cover the last vestiges of bare skin. With a final hiss, the captains were armed, and the numbered tiles rose once more from the fog into the grand chamber, where the lyrical chanting of the serfs erupted into a chorus of glorious triumph. I welcome you, brothers, Eternus congratulated the newly christened captains. His blue flaming blade died down to its original state, and the gold-accented members of the chapter command applauded, following his example. When the chanting quieted, he resumed his speech. To ensure the efficiency and prosperity of this chapter, your companies will have a small fleet and an assigned designation destination along the Great Rift. You are given the freedom to lead your companies as you see fit. But remember our three tenets as you in and ensure your men do the same. One, our primary objective is nothing less than the eradication of the vile Black Legion for their destruction of Cadia. Any assistance to the Imperium against Xenos and other heretics, while welcome, is secondary. Two, we are the ghosts in the void, and to maintain that image, we must never reveal our faces to those outside the chapter, even other Astartes. Three, we are sons of Gilliman, 
and our gene seed is our sacred treasure. Question it not, defile it not. Trust in your apothecaries. The smoke cleared from the center of the chamber to reveal ten armor-clad captains with silver, silver trimmings. Serfs arrived, carrying capes and plumes colored to the preference of each captain to represent his company. The chanting from the catwalks concluded, and the serfs applauded and cheered en masse. The helmets activated, and the eyepieces glowed a brilliant white. After fitting into his red cape and plume, Marconius turned his gaze between the members of the chapter command and his fellow captains, examining their new gear, much to the excitement of several. The applause stopped, and Eternus ended the ceremony. In the trials and the tribulations ahead, we will be a scattered brotherhood, but our bond as void wraiths runs deeper than the cut of the Great Rift. The Inquisitors of the Ordo Astartes have volunteered their numbers to provide assistance to our chapter. Keep yourselves open to aid, for it is the only way we can hold this sacred Imperium together. Now, go forth, my captains. Your fleets await, as does your glorious service to the Emperor. The captains exited the chamber to the chants and cheers of the serfs, while the chapter reclusiarch guided them through the long hallways, reciting the litanies of induction. The honor guard of the chapter of chapter command escorted the reclusiarch and captains to the hangar bay of the ship, wielding an assortment of bolters, plasma guns, and power swords. The reclusiarch gestured his crozius and holy symbols toward each captain before wishing them good fortune and departing to the bridge with honor guard in tow. One by one, a transport ship arrived, with a numeral marking each company. An inquisitor waited inside each ship to greet their assigned captain along the ramp. During the wait, Erican remarked dryly, I suppose this really is the last time we'll be seeing as Cristovo. Cristovo scoffed and replied, I don't think so. You'll be too bored boasting to Marconius of your victories. Marconius interjected, It won't be for the last time. We are all brothers here, by gene seed and by oath, and I couldn't have asked for a better group of battle brothers to fight alongside with. The other captains nodded in agreement and rendered the sign of the Aquila, to each other before entering their new before entering their transports. Upon greeting the attached inquisitor and reaching his battle barge, Marconius took one last look to fully to the fully assembled fleet before its scattering. He surveyed the company's ship in its silver splendor and its hardened members of the elite first company. Just like on the Aquila Chateau, Marconius stared out the window and gathered his thoughts and his mission in relative peace. Despite his attempts at words of encouragement to his brothers in leadership, he still felt the, he still felt the slight twinge of uncertainty as the gale fields activated and the ship made its first jump through the wall. Cool. Man, that was a great little story. Um, it was very beautifully written. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going through all the words right now, and yeah, it just flows so nicely, and ah. Oh. Yeah, that was great. So the Void Wraiths, um, let, let's get into some of the stuff at the first kind of bit that you read. So we find out there's okay. a bit of uh, captains in pods. Mm -hmm. So are these captains, are they all kidnapped basically from other chapters or were they just taken from that one chapter that from that one planet? So in my reading or in my researching i was looking into different this is a primaris company sorry mark <laughs> um or a primaris chapter so but uh yeah in my reading 
there were different types of there were different types of Primaris Astartes, and one group was called the Awakened, which is a, which, to my understanding, was uh, the like the original, um, the original Astartes from like 30k. Whenever uh, Gilliman ordered the Primaris project to be started, yeah, and so this group were the ones that were awakened after 10,000 years of experimentation. And so this this particular chapter is is I'm trying to make the the awake of the awakened group. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So there's no real chapter loyalties there. Does it even matter at that point what their gene seed was? Um. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. No. But with with kind of the with the conversation going on between the Inquisitor and the Astartes in the, at the, in the first scene, it kind of yeah. makes you wonder, well, who is it? Who is the, who is the gene seed from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does make you wonder that like, you know, Hmm. Is Jordan Jordanius a space wolf? Maybe perhaps, I don't know. Hard to say. <laughs> well, until the rest of the lore is written and I got a long way to go for that. Um, that is for me to know. And for the rest of you to find out eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, very cool. Uh, so this is like an actual chapter you're like doing. It's not just like a joke piece of lore or nothing that you wrote. Oh well, no, it's an actual, it's an actual chapter I'm doing. Um, I'll post some pictures when I'm able to, and when I'm off of work later this afternoon. So very cool. Yeah, no, I like it. There's a bunch of cool stuff in here. Like even just your own spin on classic terms, like instead of the Codex Astartes, you had the Regents Codex. You know, I'm sure it's very similar, but not quite. Yeah, I tried to, um, when I was listening to y'all's uh, help desk back in the original Lorehammer main, uh, I think one of the rules that kind of, or one of the unspoken rules when like making uh, a Space Marine chapter is like you, you're supposed to limit like either major events or major characters as much as possible. So that way it doesn't quite break break the lore yeah um so I, i've tried to use vague terms like the regent's crusade you know the, yeah. Ind the indominus crusade the rift cicatrix maledictum regent's codex codex Astarte, stuff like that yeah no i so like that way, it. like yeah <clears throat> yeah like that way like you still get all that 40k flavor you you can get the idea of the regent's crusade like you don't even you didn't even need to say anything else about it yeah no it, it was a great way to kind of just change one word for such a drastic effect the other big piece of lore is uh order 616 <laughs> yeah what is this all about um just like the gene seed that is for me to know and for the rest of y'all to find out later <laughs> <laughs> that, i like that answer yeah no that that's definitely has but, but I, I will i will give you one hint though yeah. um I'll, I'll give you two hints uh it's a play on uh execute order 66 yeah i was thinking that <laughs> for sure <laughs> and also uh 616 if i understand my bible history uh it's was the original Greek translation for six six six, which is the mark of the beast. Interesting, huh? So, 
I've been a Christian a long time and I've never heard that, but I, you know, I'm not super big in the Greek numbers and stuff. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so I, I can, well, I'm, I'm a bit of a history nerd like that. So. so very cool. Yeah, no, I'm definitely curious where this story is going to go. I like kind of the chapter concept too, of just like a bunch of kind of one-off crusading companies that just go, they're hunting down black Legion. So they're just going anywhere they can to hunt down black Legion essentially. Yeah, and that, and that kind of ties into, I think, something that you had mentioned before is just, like, create something where you can feasibly have the story keep on going mm-hmm. and not, but it'd be basically being an, an impossible task because, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the Black Legion. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't gonna, they're not going to be they're not gonna be being eradicated anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like, too, that then you added the line underneath, too, like, well, when they're not doing that, they still definitely go fuck up Xenos and Heretics, like... You know, they, I mean, how else, how else am I going to write uh, your characters smashing talskulls? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> as long as I'm smashing talskulls and not smashing tow ass, you know, <laughs> don't need that kind of lore here. No, we don't need that kind of smut here. No shadow <laughs> son. Uh, uh, what was his name from TTS? Kitten, kitten. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> no, no, we don't no, need that. <laughs> no kitten or shadow son smut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, this was a great little piece of piece of lore. Like I said, I really liked your reading voice, man. And then the words itself that you chose were perfect. Um, there was a lot of like stuff in here where, you know, I'm just waiting to see what happens, like the pods and order 616. Like, there's a lot of stuff that is just happening. Excellent. Um, yeah, I figured and oh, well, I, uh, and the whole thing with the Inquisitor is uh, is um, kind of it's 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 going to become a running joke because uh, in the in the ceremony, the chapter master mentions, you know, each each company is going to have an insi- an assigned Inquisitor. Yeah, and we know what happened to the first Inquisitor that he spoke with. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, negotiations through the end of a bolt gun. Uh, that's always nice. <laughs> But what? Uh, but uh, I'll I'll give you another. Or I'll I will say one more thing about the whole gene seed uh, mystery is what I'm going to try and do. I don't know how successful I'll be, but with each uh, with each story with a story for each captain, I'm going to kind of present it like uh, give. I want to put them in a scenario where they each kind of question who is our gene father, and then. I want to apply different characteristics for each of the main legions. So that way it keeps, you know, it keeps the listener and the reader guessing, well, could it be, could it be space yeah. wolves? Could it be ultramarines or. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, even just describing, like if there's an Imperial fist guy, it's stoic, you know, you could, you can infer so much from that. Like, okay, which chapters are stoic, you know, like, yeah. I mm-hmm. like, uh, so, so that's kind of like the long-term plan of this project is to write one story for every captain yeah cool yeah consider this a big overly elaborate thank you to lorehammer for really kind of getting me into this hobby so fuck yeah another addict i love it oh yeah (laughs) when i fell into the rabbit hole i fell hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah geez oh no i like it i can't wait for you to write more and obviously when you do we'll get you back on to share um Sweet. Uh, any other? I have different factions. Kind of, sorry. 
Um, I have different other, I have other different factions that'll kind of tie into everything. Like, uh, I think my, like my very first episode, I, I said I had a Necron dynasty, uh, in the works. I got, I'm working on, uh, some night lore that's taking a lot longer to nice. write than I'm, I'm expecting, but that'll tie in as well. And, uh, so yeah, it'll all be nice. One little interconnected universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you even had like a free blade being mentioned at one point too. So that could be a pretty cool little story somehow. Like, yeah, there's so much. Well, funny thing is that is, that is actually the night, uh, the night, the night lore that I'm writing. That's, that's, it's going to be about that free blade. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. I can't wait to read more what you've written. Um, whether it's about this chapter or other chapters or whatever, man, definitely keep it up. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and I did want to run some given, uh, I did want to run some STC ideas by you for, for this chapter, especially, especially for your company, since you, since, uh, you know, the elite company gets all the shiny toys. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe let's, uh, talk real quick about what an STC is. I feel like it's something that is common in 40 K, but it's not really that common. You know, most people don't really know. Yeah, okay, so it's some type of like computer systematic is what you could sum it up as, but it's it's so much more than just that. Oh, yeah. Usually, uh, the only times I really see much about STCs in any kind of lore uh, or with uh, the Warhammer Plus shows, uh, whatnot, is usually associated with the Admech or Adeptus Mechanicus. Yeah. Uh, I pulled up Let's Academy here real quick. The standard template construct STC systems were complex analytical and processing programs, artificial intelligences created during the dark age of technology, M21 to M23. They are said to have contained entirely in, contained the entirety of human technological knowledge up to that point. Following the age of technology, the systems became increasingly rare until becoming entirely lost. Yeah. So it, it's it's like... It's like a giant brain computer thing. I didn't know that there was fully like artificial intelligence involved in it. Like, very interesting. Uh, if right, I haven't. Uh, I got my. I got the the, the leagues of Botan, the space dwarves. Um, for my reading in the lexicon, I'm, and I'm waiting on my. I'm waiting on my codex to come in the mail. But if I understand correctly to a lot of those stcs that they have and artificial intelligences that's kind of what coalesced into the voton quote unquote the separate voton that uh inspired the different leagues so yeah very very interesting very interesting stuff yeah like complex deep lore um okay i'll give you a couple examples of stcs and then we'll brainstorm the ones you want to uh so this is a stc that was discovered it was for a type of paint (laughs) <laughs> uh, the substance <laughs> 145xx2 so that's nice type of paint okay <laughs> i wonder if there's an actual citadel paint named that yeah yeah <laughs> uh and then you get some other stuff like they they have some super heavy tanks stcs and titans and they got a bunch but it, it can almost be anything and everything really yeah and that's the coolest thing um i was partially inspired by my ideas from the uh, hammer and bolter episode dealing with the the Skatari 
uh, the admec looking for an STC, and I think the one they found, spoiler alerts, uh, is a uh, some kind of a uh, it's a schematic for basically Necron Necrodermis skin, but made by humans from the Dark Age of Technology. I thought, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's super wild. Yeah, like nanobots. Like, sure, the Necrodermis isn't the only thing that could like heal like that. Like, so cool. So what kind of STCs were you thinking about? Uh, so I figured with, I'm kind of going with the way the, with the way I have the armor described and the name, the chapter symbol, I decided to go with like an overall ghost theme for the, uh, mm-hmm. with an overall ghost theme for the chapter. Um, you know, something different from, you know, wolves, lions, Angels, more <laughs> angels, vampires, you know. Yeah. Pick an <laughs> um, animal and put blood in front of it. Seriously. <laughs> or iron. There's a lot of iron named chapters. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so one STC I came up with, I, w- I was thinking could be exclusively for the first company, the elite company or veteran company, as most people know it, um, is an STC that... In the heyday of the dark age of technology, act acted as like a phasing technology. So kind of like the neck, kind of like how the Necrons phase in and out of reality, uh, as like a to teleport or whatnot. This one I was thinking would, and at its peak, kind of make you intangible and then phase you to like a different dimension. So that way, any kind of impact just passes right through you. Yeah. In the 41st, but that, unfortunately, would be way too overpowered for the 41st millennium. So I came <laughs> up with, uh, so I had the idea of make it kind of janky and busted in that um, it requires so much power that they, that the Imperium cannot possibly recreate. So that way it only works and kind of phases out like different sections of your body kind of phasing in yeah. and out. So I figured, what, so, so I figured you know, have it like that. And then when you see like a company of, uh, when you see a company of, uh, space Marines just kind of marching towards you, phasing in and out, it's just like, you're looking at ghosts. Yeah. 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 I, I almost picture the way they operate it. Like it's user operated, like the Knights ion shields where, yeah, they're tilting it towards their arm because that's where the, the bullet's going because yeah, it's too much power to phase their whole body. So then the really good guys are like, super quick at like phasing to the correct part of their body where other guys are a little slower and then that's how you can also get like casualties and stuff because it's it's not only a technology but it also is a skill of how to use that technology absolutely yeah yeah so i I wanted to kind of create that balance so it's not mary sue op space marines you know that that sort of thing but um but i did also figure too you can try and crank it up the full power but if you do it for too long what if it shuts off or uh, disrupts uh, the uh, the power pack or whatnot and screws up your uh, screws up the power armor yeah, or lock I... you up until it can until it can restart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you know, it, it, there's like a little downtime or whatever. You know, you can pop it and then you have to wait ten seconds before you can pop it again. Otherwise, yeah, you risk frying cells and yeah. I really like this kind of tech. Like. Yeah, it is incredibly powerful, but then at the same time, I like these limitations. And also you could always be like, well, they're fighting like 10 times their numbers typically. So, you know, Mm 
I, I like Absolutely. it. Cool little oh, and, uh, phase thing. And uh, awesome. And, and I did want to uh, make a note back to the back to the lore. If everything to 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 anyone that thinks like this is very uh, or you know it's very hopeful, very adventurous and and uh and whatnot for you know for these for the space marine chapter don't worry as the as i'm writing as i write the rest of the lore they're gonna get their shit kicked in sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i believe it yeah this was just a teaser absolutely it makes makes you want more and then you're gonna really see the struggle <laughs> yeah. um, um so one stc that i was kind of thinking of it just like came to me with the combination of talking about the specific type of paint and then this ancient phase technique. There could be an STC, uh-huh. like an invisible paint, too, where it's, you know, yeah, they just paint on this uh, thing. And now, yeah, they're like literal active camo. There, there's all types of wild STCs that you could come up with. All right, just one second. <laughs> Sorry about that. The Bluetooth on my car cut off for some strange reason. All good. All good. All good. Uh, so that that, sounds really cool. What's that? Uh, the camo paint. That actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, like, you know, maybe it's not as OP, so maybe that, like, uh, hollow phase thing or whatever. Maybe only captains have that, or honor guards, or sergeants, you know, and then everyone else kind uh-huh. of has this, like, paint camo you know, it depends on how much of a negative reaction. I think it's cool. I don't think you get too much of a negative reaction from like this, like fake yeah. thing. But yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the yeah that can some that can be something that can get to like the other companies, which sure. Yeah, you know, they're since they're not the elites or the veterans. You know, uh, yeah. Of course, the veterans get all the best toys and everything. So, uh, yeah. the first company could get the. The actual phase and out technology, and then the rest could get like the uh, the camo paint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what other things were you thinking of? Um, the only other one I kind of had off the top of my head, and this can be for uh, for like the whole armory, the, the armory for the whole chapter is a STC that a or blueprint that can be uh, interfaced with like all the main tanks, uh, the main battle tanks, and what it could do was. Uh, from different exhaust ports, just re- release like a ve- like an acrid and almost acidic type of smoke that it, mm. that the tank that the tank the tank crew can be immune to. The Astartes can be immune to it because of their ceramite, but like any kind of guardsman or heretic, if they come in contact with that with that that fog, basically it just completely melt like melts their skin off and whatnot. So <laughs> then, so you can imagine like if you have a line of tanks coming in, or sorry, if you're like you know, the opposing army, you, you first see this fog and all of a sudden that's where you see ghost Astartes and tanks just coming in through the fog, like a bunch <laughs> of ghosts or revenants. Again, keeping with yeah. the ghost theme, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm thinking of like bolter rounds and like, maybe they have like, uh, it's like called the howler boat bolt. And, uh, Ooh. it almost lets out like a ghostly howl. So normally bolters, like they do the bark, but this one's more of like a, like a scream, almost ethereal sounding scream. Ooh, I kind of yeah. like that. Very good terror tactics here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, just kind of add to that kind of ghostly, mystical kind of 
creep factor. You know, they're firing their bolters that are like screaming like banshees, you know? <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, no, I like it. They will, they will know no fear. They are the fear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> very, very cool little piece of lore. I like it. Sweet. And I, I like these ideas for, you know, these other STCs. It's, it's kind of cool that, you know, I like to, it'd be neat to hear what other, what other listeners and writers kind of come up with for their own different STCs. I think someone jokingly mentioned a, uh, was it like a, like the best pizza, pizza toaster oven or something, something <laughs> yeah, like no, that. It was a cross between a pizza toaster oven and a cinnamon button baker. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The finest eats in all of the galaxy. Absolutely, but I don't know. Better watch out for the Agmet. They do like their toasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys uh, feel like you got inspired and have some cool STCs that might fit into this chapter, uh, reach out to us on the Discord. There's the listener lore chat. We'll be chatting about it in there for a bit, I'm sure. I'm always open to ideas, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cool, too, that you have, like, just so much that you can work with. So if you do get like one cool little thing from this, you could just toss into eighth company over there. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for writing this for us. If you listeners Absolutely. have a uh, lore that you would like to submit, you can submit to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, go to Patreon and throw me a dollar. It's uh, Lorehammer Listener Lore on Patreon, $1. And uh, that keeps everyone fed. The chickens, the cats, the dogs, and me. I like it. Gerald, <laughs> thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Always happy to be back. Yeah, you know the drill. When you get more written up, you send me a DM. Oh, you know I will. You know <laughs> I will. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Adios. See you all later. Later. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.